Unreal. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So you're getting back from driving around, you're this, saying? This is the uh, mature episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hey, don't speak too early, all right? <laughs> we'll figure it out as we go. All right. This uh, episode's rated PG-13. Please make sure your kitties hit the bed. No, nah, no. Nah, this episode has not been rated by uh, Roger Ebert yet. All right. Actually, you know what, guys? Listen first before you even let your wife hear it. <laughs> it might not be okay. Hide your kids. Hide your wallet. Hide your kids, hide your wife, they're getting everybody. It's going down, holla mayday. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just uh, told you I got the new job. Nice. So now I'm doing... Uh, you told me before, but please elaborate. Marketing. Marketing, marketing for hospice. Okay. For hospice. So I'm going around... Promoting death. I mean, I don't promote death. I think death promotes itself. <laughs> Just kind of help you get to the finish line is all. Okay. You're pushing those solid gold caskets. Listen. The silver urns. Money talks. You get what you want if you got enough money. <laughs> How much did you really love your family member? Okay. Show if, us now. If you don't love them enough for a 20, 24K ca uh, casket, <laughs> you don't even really love them. Listen, if you can't afford the 24K casket, let me just get you a shovel. You can bury them in the backyard <laughs> since you obviously didn't care for them. Okay, real talk. What do you know about, like, the laws for that. Do people still bury their like relatives in their backyard? Isn't it illegal? Do people do it or is it legal? Which okay, is the question? I'm sorry. Is it legal to um, do that? No, right? I heard that you can get exceptions made, but it's a process. Hmm. Yes, I've there heard be I've, some food for thought. I've heard that I've heard. Like I've never looked into it, but I've heard that you can get like an exception or like I don't even know if it's a waiver or something, but like there's a way you can kind of go about it. Mm. But I've heard, I've also heard that if you do, if you get it approved to bury someone in your backyard, you never have to pay taxes on your property again. You know what? I've been seeing that all over Instagram. I wonder if it's really true. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. Ah, all these like, that's the thing about the internet though. It's like all these things that are supposedly like hacks, life hacks or whatever. Like you don't know. Yeah. If it's stinking true. But if you just bury someone back there, I'm sure it's a fat fine. Let's find out. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know a guy who owns a mortuary, owns a funeral home. I could find out. It was funny because I interviewed uh, this this barber in Vegas on my trip. <clears throat> and I asked her, I was like, what did you originally want to do before like you settled into this? And she's like, I wanted to be a mortician. I was like, what? Yeah, well, it's still kind of the same field of making people look good. I mean, yeah, that they're similar gone. <laughs> just now that they're alive. Now they can't fight you. And now, if you give a bad cut, they complain. <laughs> Where if she cuts up a body a little bad, you know, no one's gonna say none. Hey, man, you got to take one to get one. I'm just saying. Yeah. So what? What do you exactly do you do? So exactly as I'm, a, I'm out of like hospitals. Um, skilled nursing facilities, so those are like rehab places. Mm. Like if a patient is at a hospital and they still need more help or they can't go home, they usually go to a skilled nursing facility. Um, help as far as what, like? Mm, skilled nursing facility are usually like rehab. Okay. Like PT, OT, ST. And um, it's of all ages? Yes, okay. all ages. Well, I do hospice adults only. Okay. There is a hospice for pediatrics. That uh, is super sad. I don't know that I'd want to do that, but like they do exist. Talking about taking your own work home with you, man, that's, yeah. that's gotta be hard, dude. 
Like, like I, I've done hospice for six years. So like at this point, I'm cool. I don't mind talking about it. But even me, I'm like, dude, I don't know if I could do pediatrics. Like most of our patients are like 70, 80, 90. Like they've lived a full life. It's different because, like you said, they already experienced what this life has to offer. Yeah, they've lived a full life. But to think of, like, doing hospice for, like, 5, 10-year-old, 15-year-old. Like, they just started. Unreal. We do adults. We only do adults. And even then, like, I've had a patient that was um, my age. And I'm like, fuck. That's the more crazier ones, in my opinion, like when it's people who are of the same age as you are. Yeah. And it just puts it into perspective, like nobody's promised tomorrow. Um, yeah, they were my age. It was, um, he had a genetic disease. So his dad died from it around the same age. Unf I don't know. I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but he had a son who probably is going to have it and will probably die around the same age. Oh man, that's tough. Yeah, so he was like 30 something, left behind a little kid. This who, is a positive podcast. Who there, I know. <laughs> no. Who there's a chance that the kid's gonna have it because it's genetic. So if he has it, he'll probably die around the same age, 30 something. What was it again? Uh, Huntington's is what he had. What is, what is that? It's a neurodegenerative disease. Like you're going so, to be Stephen so, Hawking or? Uh, kind of, like, not what he has, but essentially, like, you're, if I remember correctly, it's the, sh the myelin sheath around your neuron, so the coating, mm -hmm. bro, you asked. So think about electrical, you know how electrical's insulated? Yeah, yeah. The insulation wears away. No. So the, so the electrical signal gets lost, so you start losing control of things, like, There's a movie about control. this. We watched it for my biology class in high school. It was Probably. that girl, Susan Sarandon. And it's essentially that, like, she was, her and her husband, I believe, were the ones to, like, engineer the myo sheaths for the uh, electrical impulses mm -hmm. that uh, some people just have uh, deformity, of, you know, and their DNA sequence, right? Like, they just, yeah. it doesn't grow for whatever reason. Yeah. And it said, what does it do to them exactly? you remember? Um, so what happens is as it, as it, like, wastes away, the, the signals get lost. So you start losing control of your fingers. Like the fingertips and then the hand until pretty much your brain can't send control to your lungs or heart to work. Oh, gosh. Some people are just born, born broken. Yeah. That's so, crazy. And then it's genetic. So his dad died around 30-something from it. He died around 30-something from it. He had a kid who there's a chance they'll have it. And they'll die around 30-something from it probably. wild so what were your initial thoughts when you first seen that person who had passed uh your, your age do you remember so i remember when i first thought i was like dang this guy's my age what's he have and that's when i found out i was like oh that's rough and then they told me he had a kid and i'm like oh that sucks that's got to be like your hope right like when you have a kid gosh i hope they don't get this yeah ever seen that show uh sons of, sons of anarchy i haven't oh you haven't okay i won't everyone it. tells me i need to watch it well, they came out a long time ago, so I know. spoiler alert, but... Uh, at this point, at this point, it's my fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your responsibility, sir. Yeah, yeah. At this point, it's my fault. <laughs> so the main character, like, he, he's born with a heart uh, defect. 
and essentially like he passes that gene down to his son as well mm -hmm. and they just kind of the mom had it as well too they just kind of like incorporate that into like the show but um it's crazy that you know pretty essentially like your whole family could carry that thing that mm -hmm. is going to be the downfall later on yeah man or might not be like, I know I used to work with someone. Um, she didn't want to have any more kids because she had this gene that she carried. Um, she had this gene she carried to pretty much where your your um, your body doesn't cl clot when it starts bleeding. Hemophiliac? Yes. So she passed it to her son. So whenever anything, anything, anything happened to her son, like they'd bleed and it would for a good while can't stop you have to go to the hospital yep Ugh. i know some one of the royals had that uh in the queen elizabeth family bloodline mm -hmm. just from years of like incest and inbreeding uh, yeah just, i know that a i wasn't gonna were... say it but i'm glad you brought it up yes <laughs> it is from years of incest and inbreeding <laughs> Are we giving opinions or facts here? Listen, I'm. I don't know your crowd. I don't know. I don't know how many British followers you got. God save the queen. All oh, right, she died. God save the king. Oh man, see, you're adding insult to injury right there, bro. Sorry to all the listeners in the UK. You guys know Americans don't know anything. <laughs> it's true, bro. It's true. But yeah, it, it's pretty much what it was, and I was like, and I'm like, damn, that's rough. Because then it, the bigger concern is, which I didn't even think about Tim, she mentioned is um, internal damage. Like if you get a, if you get like a bruise, is, a bruise is bleeding inside your skin. Right. But like if you hurt yourself and there's no bleeding, like you don't even know to look for it. So if you could be bleeding out in your body. And most of the time, like uh, situations like that, they don't have any external warnings. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you could go be like, oh, Oh, I, I'm bleeding on the inside. I could see that. Totally see that. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You would have noticed it for a while until like enough blood collects, and then you have a giant ass bruise, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" That's wild. There's this uh, pastor that I listen to. He has uh, a church out in Texas called the Village Church. And, a church uh, in Texas, you don't say. I know, right? Diamond, Diamond Desert. <laughs> no, but anyways, uh, a few years back. On Thanksgiving morning, he said that he was having coffee with his family, and out of nowhere, he just blacks out and falls, right? Mm -hmm. So they take him to the hospital, they let everybody know, and they find out that he has, like, uh, some sort of tumor in his front frontal lobe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they blast him with chemo, they go through the whole process, he ends up surviving it, you know, with, you know, a percentage of his brain cut out. Yeah. Like, the ones that, it's the part of the brain where essentially it controls, like, the speech and the motor, motor skills. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave him like two years to live, and it's been like over 13 years now. You know, it was like it's crazy that even the most serious, like some of the most serious things like that, can also not have too much effect as like a myo sheath or whatever we were yeah. talking about earlier. Yeah, man. I mean, it really all just kind of depends. Uh, I know medicine's a science, but it's like things like that. It's hard to tell. Like, especially in hospice, you get the question a lot, like, oh, do you know how long my loved one has? And, like, usually we tell them, like, you know, only God can tell you how much time they have left. But, like, I would start preparing. You just can like, a general warning. Yeah, like, start getting things in order if they're not already. 
Because usually once you're on, to be on hospice, it means that a doctor's told you that you have six months to live or less. So if you're on hospice, you should already have things in order, or at least for sure thinking about it. That trips me out because I'm not like super, you know, prepared for that. But I mean, like the people who do like no preparations and they just kind of leave it to their family to sort it out after they die. Yeah. Like there's families who break apart because of things like that. Oh yeah. It's so sad. It's like you already are experiencing like a pivotal moment in life and now you gotta add on like fighting with your siblings if you guys didn't have like a will predetermined or and part living of trust. And part of it's because they're, they're having such a great loss. Like, they're like, no, I wanna do this. Like some of them like, a lot of times what happened is families wanna do what they want, mm-hmm. not so much what the loved one wanted. Right. Like, this, this is unfortunate. What will happen a lot of times is we'll have patients on hospice and they'll sign a DNR. Do not resuscitate. Do not resuscitate order. Well, as the, you know, usually as diseases progress, the patient becomes less alert and oriented and they're not, no longer able to, able to make their own decisions. And sometimes families will take that opportunity to cancel their DNR. Really? So while this person was alert and could make their own choices, they're like, you know, you know, I've had a good life. I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to go. But it's hard for families to let people go. So as soon as they, sometimes as soon as they get the opportunity, they'll counsel and be like, no, keep them alive, whatever it takes. And sometimes keeping someone alive, whatever it takes, really sucks for that someone. Or the opposite, not doing everything that you could have done. Yeah. To save them, like, uh, that was part of the story with Selena, right? Is like, she could have had a blood transfusion, but she yes. couldn't because of... She was Jehovah. Jehovah. That's, uh... uh I guess it really just comes down to the person and their wishes, right? Mm-hmm. But who knows, man? Who knows? So I see you survived the hurricane. I did survive did the hurricane. Did you hunker down? Did you go buy a bunch of uh, toilet paper? Um, so I heard about it, I think, the first time Thursday or Friday. I was like, ah, it's fine. And then more <laughs> people started talking about it, like, Friday, Saturday. So finally, like, Saturday afternoon, I was like, hey, is this, like, a serious thing? Because I wasn't taking it seriously at all. <laughs> and then I know somebody at Co- who works at Costco, mm-hmm. and they're posting, like, this place is stupid packed. Everyone's here trying to buy water. I'm like, maybe this is serious. But by then, it was too late to go do anything, so I just, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, um, yeah, luckily, it was cool. It was chill. I've seen a lot of people mocking it, and um, I never really took it serious. We were out of state at the time, and we were supposed to get uh, the same amount of that but really it was it was nothing you know it was crazy though because we're sitting uh as we're driving back we stopped and we got like dinner at a restaurant they had the news up and they just kept showing the same footage over and over of like people in the mountains because they definitely got the brunt of everything yeah but over here people were just like oh they're making fun of it and (laughs) like i can't believe you know we got all hype about this again and i was like hey man you didn't went through unscathed, but some people lost everything. Did you see those cars that were like stuck up to the seats in mud? Really? No, I didn't on see the that. Highways? I was like, damn, bro. I didn't see like some. I think it was like on the news. You know, the news only like shows the worst of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what so I'm saying. So I saw like a tree that fell on a car, and I'm like, eh, at least it's just your car, not your house. 
Like, that's a way bigger deal. It kind of sounds callous, though, but it's like, oh, where is it? But, you know, some areas are more uh, inclined to yeah. feel impacts like that, you know? You live next to the beach, you might, it might not be like a, a you know, everyday occurrence, but there might be a tsunami one day, but, or there might be high Yeah, tide you know or, the risk. Yeah. It's like living in, um, in Tornado Alley. It's like, you had to know that a tornado was going to come through here. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be that big a surprise to you. I was, uh, a few weeks ago, my buddy had planned like a family beach day at Balboa Beach. And you know, over there, the houses go for at least $3 million. Yeah. And I was walking by them on the daytime because, first of all, it took an, uh, a total of an hour to get there and find parking because it's a one-way in, one-way out yep. type of way. And I just kept thinking, like, who would pay this much money to live? You're stranded. Like, if something were to happen and a car breaks down, which did as we were leaving, yeah. like, it took even longer to get out of that situation. Yeah, because Balboa Island, is it just one bridge on? Essentially, I, I think it's one or two bridges in or out. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I saw what all what it was all about at night because we had to park like a mile away yeah. to find parking. So my wife sent me to go get the car so they don't have to walk with the kids and everything. So I went, and it took me like a good 25 minutes just to walk to the, where the car was. What a good husband. And but. You don't see it at, in the in the daytime because like they're packed like sardines with one house on top of each other. Yeah. But you get it at night because you see all the people just chilling, bonfiring, couple of drinks, just watching, watching the either like TV or just talking to each other, and it's it's beautiful. I can see why people would pay that much, but I'm like, man, if something were to happen, y'all are donezo. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a tidal wave. Like earthquakes are pretty often. That bridge could come down. And that's when we were like, coming back from Vegas too, I, I, my niece and nephew had came a day earlier and they left a day earlier. And they said that the 15 was closed from like Hesperia down. Because of the rain. Because of the rain, it got washed out. So mm -hmm. they had a detour around it, somewhere like, like Palm, Palm Desert or something like that. Yeah, that's a big old detour. It's like, man. Get me to the country where I have some space around me. Right. That's my. <laughs> that's my yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. Like Bubble Island, I think it's just two bridges in. Like, it's just two bridges to get in or in or out. So yeah, one decent earthquake, both of those knock out. Like you're stuck there for a little while. Mm. I mean, luckily if you're close. I heard um actually from the hurricane, I heard that um Catalina Island was being evacuated. Oh really? Because they were supposed to be right in the right in the path of it. I don't know. I, I really didn't pay attention too much because, like I said, we were out of state. But uh, I remember the day before we left, I was chopping out one of my boys, and he was saying that he was in Downey, and there was a helicopter flying around, like giving advisories to like get to higher ground. He's all, "What the heck?" Yeah, see, like, same. I wasn't taking it that seriously. Maybe I should have. Who knows? <laughs> but, like, people started telling me, like, oh, yeah, Catalina's being evacuated. I'm like, oh, really? I was like, all right. Listen, man, everybody could be a Monday morning quarterback, all right? Yeah, right? So it's not what we could, would have, should have, did have, could have. We made it happen. We're here. We're yeah, out here. It was fine. I lived. I lived. It'll be a nice story if I remember it. <laughs> That's cool. Anything uh, else interesting lately? 
any Dodger games? And, uh... Um, I did go to a Dodger game against the Brewers last week. What was it like last week? Question mark. <laughs> I think it was last week. It was good, man. It was good. It was nice. Uh, it's nice to see Kike back on the roster. Uh, I like Kelly back on the roster. I like Kelly. He's, a, he's an a-hole. He's a dog. He is. Got that dog in him. He is, but I like it when he's playing for us. You hate him when you're playing against him? I hate him when he's playing against him, but when he's on our, our team, yeah. Do, do what you do, Kelly. Do your thing. Go ahead, boy. I'm going back on the 30th for uh, El Salvador night. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know you had that much pride. Uh, it depends on the day of the week. That night? That night, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Got uh, my fantasy football draft coming up. Oh, gosh. Please uh, send me information on who to pick. So much work. I don't, I don't know. I don't even. I've never got involved into that. I've been asked to join. I don't have the time or the patience to orient my life around these people. I agree. I did it last year. I've been asked before. I'm like, no, no, no. It's so much work. It just seems like so much work. Like the people who do fantasy basketball and baseball, I'm like, bro, how do you do it? Like that's so many more games. But I did it last season. It was fun except for the nights, the days where I was out late mm. and I needed to set up my roster by like 9 a.m. <laughs> So tell me how that works, because I've never played. So you, you pick them week by week, or you, you have them for the season? So you pick them up, you do your, your draft. If you want them for the season, you have them for the season. But, you know, there's buys, people get hurt. So you got to pick up people. Mm. And then the problem is, if, if somebody gets hurt, but they're not, like, injured, or they're just sitting out of practice you got to watch them that entire week to see if they're going to play or not. Mm. So you know it. So you, activate them? Or? Yes. And you have up until their game time to swap them out. So usually, like, Sunday morning. You have until Sunday morning to set your lineup. Cause, and then if you forget and those players play, well, that's it. They're locked in. Do you get paid for this? There is a pot. Okay. So this season we're buying in 70 bucks. 70 bucks, uh, 12 person league. So 840. Oh. I think. Um, and who moderates that? Who keeps it like, all right. Usually. Like, how do you keep track? Usually there's a commissioner. Where there's one person who's, who's uh, chosen to just monitor everything. They monitor the trades, the teams, they collect all the buy ins. All the good stuff. I don't remember how the pot's going to be split, but I think there's going to be a first, second, and third. Third place gets their money back. Okay. So first, it's not like you have to win or go home. It's yeah, it's not win or, win or go home. It's not win or take takes all. So you could have like a mediocre year and still be okay. Yeah. Get your money back. You can at least get your money back and you've um, played and talked shit and had all that fun because <laughs> that's the biggest part of it is just the shit talking do you guys have any like crazy thing that you have to do if you lose you know some people wear like bras or skirts nothing yet I heard um, we're gonna have uh, our commissioner told us we're gonna have a combine oh. to figure out draft order so I don't know what that's gonna be but um, 
knowing the commissioner, it's not going to be anything good. Listen, don't get hurt, brother. <laughs> I know, that's what they're saying. Like, 40 time for a uh, for, uh, draft order. I'm like, it's all fun and games so somebody pulls a hammy. <laughs> it's all fun and games so you pull a hammy. Listen, y'all can have all that. I'm cool just watching it every now and then when I can. Listen, I don't got to be the fastest. I just get... I just don't have to be the slowest. I just got to be faster than you. There you go. Dog mentality. Well, that's cool, man. That's but cool. it is work. I'm not even going to lie. Like, it is work. Like, there's... I remember last season there was weeks I was like, man, fuck this. I don't want to get up. I'm going to bed at 3 a.m. I'm like, I don't want to get up at fucking 9 to check my roster to see who's playing. That shit was annoying. You're dedicated. I'll give you that, sir. Nah, dedicated, dumb. It's a fine line. <laughs> Blurred line. Yeah. I know you won't. <laughs> Didn't that guy get sued for that song? Yes. I don't remember by who. But I do remember there was like a lawsuit. There's a copy off something else from someone. But aren't most of the songs now anyway? I mean, come on. It's like the generations prior made their whole living off of doing that. Like, yeah. Who am, I, who am I a judge, you know? I'm not going to say any names because it's being recorded. <laughs> but a lot of people got a lot of samples, so I'm just saying. I've been following this page on Instagram where this dude, like, he shows where the samples came came through from, like, most of the famous songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's so sick. Like, I, it really does, like, fascinate me that there are people out there who can hear one part of an instrument of a song yep. and just build an entire beat around it. You know, and it doesn't have to be perfect, too, because, like, that, that's what made uh, RZA one of the greats. Mm -hmm. Jay Dilla is, like, they were kind of off a little bit, but it sounded better than as if it was crisp, you know? Um, Dre did that a lot. Dre has a lot of samples from, like, older songs. I remember having a conversation with my pops. He was, like, just typical boomer. Like, oh, they're not even playing real music. They're just taking from other people. I was like, yeah, but they're paying homage to their generation. This mm -hmm. is like the songs that they grew up hearing at their house, you know, or around their family. And now they're just putting their spin on it and people happen to like it. You know? It's like, stop being a hater, dog. Let them live. Tell them, sit down, boomer. <laughs> and then somewhere along the line of like LimeWire, Napster, the artist didn't like it no more. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. What are you going to do? Yeah, but a lot of people even now still do it. Come on, man. I've been known to infect a family computer with a lime wire. You know. Life's a risk, carnal. Downloading some show tunes from a TV show. You thought it was show tunes. <laughs> I don't know. What is this? <laughs> what this is? It just showed up. Yeah. Anywho. What's the plan after this? Um, I was supposed to have a softball game, but we forfeited because we didn't have enough people. Wow, you didn't even call your boy? I'm um, retired now. We were getting people, and I guess he just didn't have enough. I don't know if you remember, you know, if you don't warn them with enough time, mm. you got to pay the other team's uh, blue fees. So he just wasn't trying to risk it and give away extra money. It's That's tough, man. Managing a team and having to collect from adults who don't want to pay. 
with the season. It's like, yep. Uh, Been there, done that. Not interested in doing yeah, it anymore. Nah, my coaching days are over. And I was like, hey, you want to manage? I was like, hell no. <laughs> Figuring out we got enough people, setting up a lineup. Nah, I ain't doing all Get that. Get there early, fill out the sheets. Yeah, nah. Hope people come with the money if they haven't paid already. I'm good. Y'all can have all that. And then, like you said, chasing down adults for like money. I'm like, come on, bro. You knew, you knew what the what the fees were. <laughs> it's not a surprise. We go through this every year, sir. Right? We play four four seasons a year. It's not like it, you've been on the team for how long? <laughs> come on. At this point, it. you should know. At this point, I should be an auto draft. <laughs> Have you guys been playing games already, or this was the first one? No, we've been playing. We started. I want to say we're maybe halfway through almost. Oh, really? Yeah, we started in July. How's this squad been? Like, how's this, uh, this season been? This season's been... Any ballers this year? I'm trying to think. This season's been pretty good. Co-ed or men's? Uh, men's on Wednesday, but I did just start playing with the co-ed team on Friday. Look at you. The team's no good. <laughs> it's just a vibe play? Just Yeah, it's, it's one of those beer leagues, you know? Uh... It's Friday. It's Friday night. Just going out, running around a bit, have a brew. Brew, talk smack, be a little competitive. You know? All too well. You remember. I remember getting hurt for... For a 12-pack? <laughs> for 12 For the team pride of uh, the Friday night men's league. 6.30. 6.30 league. Yep. We, now, well, now we, right now we're the first game's at six, which to me seems really early. It trips me out when people play like at like nine, nine thirty. I'm like, golly, that is way too late on a weekday. Sure is, Grandpa. Sheesh, hey dog. I need my eight hours. That doesn't <laughs> mean I get them, but I need to try. I mean, you do start your day a lot earlier yeah. though. That was fun. I would like to play one day again, but. Sometimes it got too competitive, though, especially when we play, like, men's league at, like, York, York Field. That's where I play Wednesday. Oh, man. Men's at York. So, dude, what are you fighting for? Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's, not, it's never that serious. Some people make it that serious, man. It's not me. I don't know you that well. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> what are we playing for? Nothing? Oh, yeah, it's not that serious. Yeah, that's right. You got him. You got him. You start coaching him from the dugout. Throw that uppercut. Throw that. Yeah, right. His right hand's down. Like trash talking in the fun of it, sure, but like, honestly, getting pissed for something you're paying to do. It's not like they're paying you. You're paying to play. <laughs> you have to pay the the refs. You have to pay for the ball. You have to pay for the league. Yeah, it's not that serious. Maybe that's why they take it that serious, though. We're they're not paying more. that. We're not paying that much, bro. <laughs> you're not. I mean, I what guess about that's the dudes true. who are playing like five, six nights a week? Yeah, that's true. And their mind, dog. That's an MLB. But at that point, you shouldn't be in a rec league. I remember uh, we used to play. I used to work for this company, and uh, one of the owners, she was pretty uh, avid softball player. So they, were, she played on a, like a women's national team. Mm -hmm. So one time she invited me to play this uh, tournament at Huntington Beach. And it was pretty cool. She brought like some of her teammates, like husbands. These guys were like six foot three, just from like Iowa or something. 
They were playing with a wood bat and still crushing it over the fence. Dude. Yep. I remember this guy hit a straight laser. I was playing uh, third base. Straight laser right to my glove. It hit my glove so hard it just popped out. Didn't even swing. Yep, believe it. Oh my golly. Happened again, dropped the ball again. Sheesh. Did you learn it the first time? In my mind? <laughs> my mind, I thought I was ready. <laughs> thought it was Derek Jeter over there. Came a lot harder than I thought, though. <laughs> it was so scary because there, some dude was telling me one time, uh, they played a tournament at the Big League Dream, Dreams, mm -hmm. and it was a co-ed team. And you've seen like some people who start, when they start losing, they start cheating, bringing out the hot bats. Yeah. So this dude was playing like a co-ed, like low-level team, and they start losing, so they put this girl in the hot corner, third base, and this guy pulls out a hot bat, dude, and just smacks it straight to third bullet, hits the girl straight in the teeth, knocks all her teeth out. It's like, bro, come on. Yeah, nah. It's not that serious. I mean, I get it, though. It's like, you might not think it might not add that much, but it's just the velocity that the ball comes out yeah. with. Yeah. Nah, dude, it's, it's a missile. Like, I got scared playing shortstop sometimes because some, some people can hit the ball, dude. Dude. I understand. I pitch sometimes. Oh, gosh. That's, like, my favorite thing to watch. Is like the, the, the pitchers panic? <laughs> or the pitchers get smacked? When the pitchers that you play with, they should be wearing, like, uh, equipment, and they're like, nah, I'm good, and then they get smacked in the shin and have a bruise for, like, ever. So at that point, you deserve it. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> what, the truth? Yeah. Yeah, well. Told you earlier, I'm not interested in the truth. <laughs> I can't handle the truth. You got it for free, sir. You came with the service. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't wear any equipment. No. Mid at best? Yeah. All right, it's all right. It'll do, I guess. I'll come back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. No, no, appreciate it, it, man. Appreciate it. Till next time.